The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. I'm your host, Anthony Marino. Happy to be here with you talking everything Buffalo Bills. And of course, things quieting down for fans as the NFL draft is in the rearview mirror. Rookie minicamp is fastly approaching, but really with that, a bit of a lull in the chatter for the Buffalo Bills as we really wait patiently until training camp. And with all of that being said, as I take a look at things you guys know that I'm always an optimist uh, around this team, and I'm not quite sure why when you think about being a lifelong fan of the Buffalo Bills, why there's a reason to be so optimistic. But for me, and the topic of discussion today is really going to be around the Bills offense and what that can mean, and I think reasons why I'm optimistic looking forward to the 2019 season and why I think everyone else really should be too. And it's not really that easy, right? You don't talk about winning the offseason. You don't talk about free agency and signings that you made. The games are played on the field, and that's where the games are won. But for the Buffalo Bills, as I take a look at the offense for the 2019 season, I can't help but feel optimistic, look forward to this season, and really have a belief that the Buffalo Bills are poised to do some great things heading into this year. And I realize, right, when you talk about one of the lowest-rated offenses in the league in 2018, there truly is nowhere to go but up. But when you start to take a look at the overhaul that the Bills have made to their roster, the changes that they have made on offense, from that perspective, I can't help but be optimistic. And I realize some people listening to this today might be scoffing or scowling or thinking, listen, there's no need to be optimistic with some of these changes that have been made. But I think if you take a step back, you look at things that have taken place on the offensive side of the ball as a whole. I truly do believe that there is reason for optimism with that. I pulled up the list of the Buffalo Bills roster heading into the week one matchup, right? The final 53-man roster of 2018 leading into the matchup against the Baltimore Ravens where the Bills got absolutely shellacked. I don't need to remind you about everything that took place there. And I think as you look at the roster then compared to what it is now, with the play that is taking place throughout last season, right, the signs of optimism that were there, there is a reason that we can look at this and I think expect some big improvement. Again, I say this all the time. I'm I'm not breaking down analytics. I'm not going and looking at the tape. I'm looking at the information we have from the experts. And as you put that into perspective and what this team can be, that's why I've got the sense 
that the Bills offense is going to be much improved in 2019. And for me, so much of it starts with the offensive line. When you look at the guys that were on the roster, the offensive linemen in 2018, Deion Dawkins, Jordan Mills, Marshall Newhouse, Connor McDermott, John Miller, Vlad Dukas, Wyatt Teller, Russell Bodine, and Ryan Groy. As we take a look at this group, Deion Dawkins may be the only player that remains on the Buffalo Bills 2019 roster. This is truly one of those position battles that we look at. The spots along the offensive line minus the center position with Mitch Morris that we know is locked up. But you can have five new guys in five positions along the offensive line. Whether Deion Dawkins is the starting left tackle, if they shift him inside to one of the guard positions, uh, again, it's it could be an upgrade at one of the guard positions or at least an expectation where there will be improvement from his play during 2018. The other spots that you look at, right, how will Cody Ford fit into the offensive line? Will he be that starting right tackle? Will he start at one of the guard spots? Or will it be Ty Naseki who starts on the right side or potentially kicks Deion Dawkins to the inside? And then you talk about the battle at guard, right? You've got guys like Spencer Long, John Feliciano, Quentin Spain that will come in and that will compete with a guy like Wyatt Teller had some starts towards the end of the season. But as you talk about this offensive line for the Buffalo Bills, and really more so looking back to the abysmal group that was in 2018, 2019 is going to have a tremendous amount of improvement. You look at the competition that there will be with the offensive line, the effort and time and dedication that was put into this group throughout free agency by Brandon Bean and his staff, Uh, There was even a comment made the other day, the Buffalo Bills second string offensive line in 2019 may even be better than their starters in 2018. And when you look at, right, you talk about building through the trenches and for the Bills, you talk about the offensive line and what that can be, how they can move forward, what this can look like for the team. An improved offensive line is going to mean improved running game, an improved passing game for the Bills. And from that standpoint, right, Brandon Bean and his staff, they looked at the biggest weakness for the team during 2018, and they put the most resources, brought in the most bodies to make the biggest change for them heading into the 2019 season. And for myself, that is the first reason why I truly see a sense of optimism for the Bills along the offensive line, what this can mean, and how that's going to impact Josh Allen, LaShawn McCoy, the passing game, and those other individuals that we're going to talk about coming up now. And while I'm intrigued with what the Buffalo Bills are doing along the offensive line, that does take me to the offensive backfield and the running back position, where I'm curious to see how things are going to play out throughout training camp. Uh, With the Bills drafting Devin Singletary in the third round, plenty of question around what that means for the future of LaShawn McCoy. What kind of role will someone like Frank Gore play? Is TJ Yeldon going to be on the outside looking in? And really with this, it comes back to Brian Dable for me. And as you know, Brian Dable, uh, throughout his career, come up under Bill Belichick. And anyone that has played fantasy football knows that the Patriots running backs are not something that you can count on on a week-to-week basis because of the way Belichick moves things around. He'll go with the hot hand. He'll give you one look on, on one week, a completely different look the next and you start to wonder to yourself, are the Bills going away from having that bell cow back that looks to get 20 or so touches 
each week? And is it going to be more of, you know, hey, again, maybe one series, you've got one back with the hot hand, you've got someone else coming in on third down, just that unpredictability that you used to see with the Patriots, again, with a myriad of backs uh, on their roster, some that would be active one week, inactive the next, is this the type of move that the Bills will be going with? I mean, you know that LaShawn McCoy, 31 years old, Frank Gore at 36, uh, obviously on the wrong side of 30, and you talk about a TJ Yeldon at age 25, Devin Singletary coming into his rookie season, two guys that could be maybe seen as more of the future of the backfield, but still plenty of time as you head into training camp. Wouldn't be surprised if additional moves are made, maybe via a trade, maybe via a cut. But when you look at the backfield, right, you look at what was expected to just be LaShawn McCoy during the 2018 season. And now you talk about the group during the 2019 season, adding Frank Gore, who was still effective last year, TJ Yeldon, who is some, you know, on and off in his career, but shown promise as a second round pick out of Alabama and his time with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and excited to see what Devin Singletary can bring to the Bills. There's at least from my perspective, some optimism of, okay, the Bills are not just going into this season looking at it with, okay, we've got LaShawn McCoy and we're putting all of our eggs in this basket. You've got another proven veteran and Frank Gore. You've got some upside with Yeldon and uh, and with Devin Singletary. I know some people may not agree, but for myself, I'm excited about what he can bring to the roster. Uh, in some ways have been compared to LaShawn McCoy, but uh, that's a, a big jump and big expectations for a third round pick. But when guys like Daniel Jeremiah have him as their second rated running back in the draft class, I have a sense to be optimism with what to be optimistic with what the Bills are doing at running back heading into the 2019 season, right? So we've addressed the offensive line, the changes that have been made there, why I'm excited about the moves that have been made. You talk about running back, might be more of a running back by committee, but with talented pieces in place, really the running game, right? Nowhere to go but up after a dismal 2018, at least based on the performance of the backs. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the reasons to be optimistic about the quarterbacks, especially Josh Allen, and of course the changes that the team has made in free agency at the wide receiver position and what that can mean for Allen and the Bills moving forward. So we'll be right back after this break with Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you. And today we're talking about reasons to be optimistic about the Buffalo Bills offense. Before the break, we talked about the running back position. Before that, the changes to the offensive line, how these adjustments that have been made, the additions that have taken place to the roster, give a sense of hope for for asked improvement in those two areas. Next up is the quarterback position, and really in no way were there any additions made to the roster, right? You talk about the changes that had been made before. We'll talk about the wide receivers in a little bit, but these moves being made, right, to make things better around Josh Allen. I think when we went into 2018, many people expected Allen to spend most of the season on the bench. 
Obviously, that plan went awry in the first half of, of week one, where Allen was thrust into play. And you saw in the final six weeks of the season, right after Allen came back from the injury, much improved play from the quarterback. The completion percentage, not exactly where you want it to be just yet. That's understandable, an area for improvement. But you saw Josh Allen continuing to make plays with his legs down the stretch, really being a dynamic runner for the Bills and a great weapon. And you started to see improvement in the passing game. And whether that was something where he just had those few weeks off to be able to digest, uh, spend some time with guys like Derek Anderson and Matt Barkley and learning from them, maybe the game started to slow down just a little bit, or maybe it gave him the opportunity to build a rapport with the receivers that had really stepped up after some of the cuts had been made, most notably Zay Jones and Robert Foster. So if you remember back to the 2018 training camp, Right For the most part, Allen was relegated to third-string reps. It was more of a competition between Nathan Peterman and A.J. McCarron, with occasionally Allen getting worked in with the first team. Now as he heads into this offseason as quarterback number one, right, getting all of those reps with his receivers, spending the time again with guys like Anderson and Barkley, and I, I can't I can't preface that enough, how important it is to have two guys that are there to help with your development, to be supportive, that can step in when necessary, but there is no competition this year. Everything really is predicated around Josh Allen. If he can make that next step, I don't even want to say the jump, right? It's not that you're expecting him to go from first-year rookie out of Wyoming to all-pro quarterback in year two. But if you start to see that progression, right, you think about his play down the stretch, those last six games of the year, right, averaging around 205 passing yards per game, right, nothing that's lighting the world on fire, but you start to think, okay, you get some more weapons around him, you improve the offensive line, You give him the entire offseason to continue to develop. As a Buffalo Bills fan, there should be that optimism that Josh Allen will continue to improve, can take a next step, and if he can do that, you look at a team that went 6-10 in 2018, and you can feel optimistic that they will be much better on the offensive side of the ball and can contend for the playoffs. Now, with all of this, right, we talk about the improvement around Allen with the O-line, with the running backs, of course it comes now to the to the wide receiver position. Many fans were not happy that the Bills did not invest in the 2019 draft in the wide receiver position. From my perspective going into it, plenty of guys that I had an eye on, I thought they were going to draft a wide receiver, maybe someone with some spot side, some size, maybe using an early enough pick. But when you look back at the additions that they made in free agency, in John Brown, and in Cole Beasley, and you combine those two guys with Robert Foster and Zay Jones, you can take a step back and think to yourself, okay, you've got numbers one through four locked in. And maybe there's not someone that you consider a, you know, a number one wide receiver, right? There's not an Antonio Brown, a Julio Jones, an Odell Beckham Jr., but you've got four guys that you could probably qualify as solid number two wide receivers in Jones, Foster, Beasley, and Brown. And really with that is you see the weapons that you're surrounding your young quarterback with, guys that are effective in the slot in Beasley, guys that can stretch the field in Foster and in Brown, and then you take someone like Zay Jones who can be effective on the outside, he can be effective in the slot. Uh, You started to see the rapport, especially that he and Foster developed 
with uh, Josh Allen down the stretch in the 2018 season, I can feel optimistic about the wide receivers that the Buffalo Bills have. Again, I'm not looking back at this and saying, hey, here's four future Hall of Famers and and they're going to light things up and the Bills are going to have 100-yard receivers left and right. But I would not be surprised that based on the weapons that they have, again, the improvements that have been made, if these are guys that from week to week, right, it might not be best for guys that play fantasy football, but you could see one week where John Brown is torching defenses and the next maybe it's Robert Foster or maybe based on the defense they're going against, it's Cole Beasley and the next week it's Zay Jones. There can be that balance with the Buffalo Bills wide receivers, not that it's going to be in this all-or-nothing type of scenario. And when you talk about passing options, we haven't even addressed the tight ends. With Tyler Croft coming in, I realize not as, as much an investment made in the tight end position, but you look at someone like Dawson Knox and what he can bring to the table. The point is that I'm trying to make is the pass catchers around Josh Allen are so much improved from where they were at the start of the 2018 season, right? You go back, you look at the guys that were the starting wide receivers, right, to start the season. Calvin Benjamin, cut. Andre Holmes, cut. Jeremy Curley, cut. Then you had Zay Jones, Robert Foster, who was cut after a couple of weeks as an undrafted free agent. Everybody knows about that. And then Ray Ray McLeod, who is going to have a very tough time in making the Bills roster in 2019. So as I said at the start of the podcast, right, I realize when you talk about one of the bottom raked offenses in football during 2018, there's nowhere to go but up. But when you look at the activity that the Bills had throughout free agency, some of the moves that they made in the draft, the improvement on the offensive line, adding depth in the backfield, adding proven commodities at wide receiver, Everything that they have been doing to improve the offense, I can't help but look back at it and have some optimism. And I get it. It's May. The team is not going to play a football game for four months. There is plenty of time, and who knows what's going to happen between now and then. But I think as you take a look at it, and if you're looking at it on paper, right, look at the roster the Bills had in 2018 and look at this group that they had in 2019. And take a look at guys like Cole Beasley and John Brown and Frank Gore, and see what they have done in their time in the league, right? And some of the production that they had, and I'm not talking with Frank Gore going back seven, eight, nine years. Look at what he did last year, averaging 4.7 yards per carry, right? You look at the guys that have been brought in for the offensive line. Again, easy for me to feel optimistic about it. I realize it's early, but I'd rather have this sense of optimism heading into uh, the month of May and what is a a long enough offseason for the Bills than to feel any other way. So, hey, I appreciate all of you tuning in and listening to us at Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. I appreciate you subscribing to the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. We've got a a great array of options that you can listen to, whether it's Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, maybe you listen to Believe, maybe you're checking out Blitz Bills or the Circling the Wagons podcast. We've got everything for you here at buffalorumblings.com. So I just want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. And we'll be back with you next week for more Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Take care.